0: So, we continue our Easter journey, and I want us to carry a word with us this week. It's a word that I'm going to describe and give to you in three words. Three words make up this special word. So, the first, easy enough, just one word. Or maybe one of these. I'm not sure which is your favorite. The Fitzbilly Ch- Chelsea buns from Cambridge are pretty good. So bun, keep that word. And then the second word. Well, it takes me back to November, a very special day, and my daughter, Stephanie, and her new husband, Matthew, the first dance. Yes. That's the word, dance. So we have bun and we have dance. And the third word, well it's a tiny word, so tiny and yet we use it a lot, a lot, and there are lots of A's. A, it's single isn't it? Reminds us that we are on a planet, not more than one, but a planet that we share. We are a human race, a species, not more than one, a. So we have bun and dance and a, and we bring them together, shuffle them round a little bit, and your word, abundance. There's something about a dance which is abundant. There's something about a wonderful bit of food that is abundant. And when people come together and recognise they're part of one family, there's abundance too. There's abundance in creation at the moment with all the seedlings, all the weeds in the gardens, all the wonderful bluebells in the woods not quite got to sunflowers yet, but the word abundance takes us to words of Jesus. I came that all may have life and have it in abundance. So let's think about that life in abundance that Jesus wants for us. That life that is a full and overflowing life, that life that is real and eternal in the words of the message version of the Bible. Let's pray. Come Lord Jesus renew life within us all, life that is full and abundant, overflowing with love and kindness, hope and purpose, life that is real and eternal. We pray that life for one another, for those on our hearts, and for all humanity, by your Spirit's power. Amen. Before we come to our Gospel reading, I want us to reflect on those words that Anne has read to us words from the first letter of Peter, words written to Christians who were suffering, suffering unjustly, slaves and servants working under harsh conditions, and ordinary women and men under threat from persecution and abuse. When Jesus was arrested, one of the disciples tried to defend him by drawing a sword. He cut off the ear of the high priest's servant. But Jesus told him that that was not his way. He rejected that way of violence. He broke the spiral of retaliation and revenge. And after meeting Jesus risen, the disciples were changed and followed that way too. They never sought revenge on the religious leaders or the Roman soldiers. Instead, they took the message of forgiveness and sacrificial love across the empire, despite the opposition and threats and persecution they faced. Yes, as we think about innocent suffering wrong and abuse needs to be confronted wrong needs to be exposed and shown for what it is but wrong should not be allowed to produce yet more wrong and so the letter says when Christ was abused he did not return abuse when he suffered he did not threaten but he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that free from sin we might live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. And this is the healing work that we pray for our own hearts and souls and for those who are facing great hardship and suffering and abuse in our world today. So let us pray. Risen Lord Jesus, by your wounds we are healed, forgiven and restored. Look with compassion on all who suffer today, from the disease and accident and from abuse and violence. Touch hardened hearts with your grace and heal wounded souls with your tender love. Be the good shepherd, carrying wounded humanity on the shoulders that bore the cross to save us all. Amen. As we prepare to hear the Gospel read by Sue Thorne, one of the elders at Trinity, we hear some music. Watchers of Countryfile will be familiar with one man and his dog. The competition that is held each year with with competitors young and old from England, Wales, Scotland and Ireland. All the competitors have to do is to guide five sheep around the course in the right order working with their dog and ending up by getting all five sheep safely into the final pen. And of course any number of things can go slightly wrong or badly wrong along the way. The relief on the dog handler's faces when they close the gate on the sheep to finish is something to behold the gate of the pen. It keeps the sheep safely in. But equally important, it can be easily opened to let them out. And Jesus uses this picture as a parable of his work. And John's Gospel brings together a number of ways in which Jesus uses this idea and the idea of himself as a shepherd. He is the good shepherd. He is the gatekeeper. He is even the gate itself. There to swing closed, to let the sheep find safety from the wolves and the wild beasts. And also there to swing open, to let the sheep out into good pasture. I am the gate, Jesus says. Anyone who goes through me will be cared for, will freely go in and out and find pasture. Here is one of the great I am sayings that we find scattered across John's Gospel. Moments where Jesus describes himself and his work for the world. The very words I am have a sense of the divine. They echo God's glorious self-description to Moses in the story of the burning bush. What is your name, Moses asks the Lord. And God replies, I am who I am. I am who I am. Moses recognises God's presence. And bounds. For the writer of John's Gospel, the phrase I am, or in Greek, ego ami" is full of divine holiness and grace and power. When the soldiers burst into the Garden of Gethsemane to arrest Jesus, he asks them who they are looking for. They answer, Jesus of Nazareth, and he replies, ego ami." Or as we would sh- say, I am he. And the writer says, when Jesus said, Echo Ava, I am. The soldiers drew back and fell on the ground. I am, Jesus says. And the Spirit of God is at work. The divine presence is there. The love of God is manifest. Of all their roughness, and swords and brutal power, the soldiers fall to the ground, overwhelmed by a moment of holiness. go, Amy, I am. This is who Jesus is. And here is Jesus saying, I am the gate. I'm the way into the presence of God and the way out into life as it's meant to be. Life in abundance. Life full and overflowing. Perhaps we'll glimpse something of that when the lockdown is finally over and we are all let out. Able to meet for coffee and buns. Able to dance together and embrace each other. Able to know that we are part of one human family not separated into age groups or categories, into strong or vulnerable, into key workers or the rest, but all part of the one human race, meant to truly live, to care for each other. This, according to the second century theologian Irenaeus, is God's glory made visible, The glory of God is a human being fully alive. On Friday we mark 75 years since the end of the war in Europe, conscious that that war didn't end, the whole world war didn't end on that day, but some months later on the 15th of August on VJ Day. The war was over. But the work of reconstruction was only just beginning. There were years and decades of work to rebuild Europe and the Far East and to start to heal some of the deep-seated wounds. Work that continues and needs to continue to this very day. And now we're in a different kind of conflict, one in which we are all involved. Bill Gates said recently, the pandemic is like a world war, except we're all on the same side. There are some who want us to take sides, to divide, to put certain people first, and the rest can look after themselves. There are voices that say, it's someone else's war. Someone else is fought. Someone else can pay to get us out of this mess but that's not the way jesus shows he is the gate who looks the safety of all who gives his life for all who came to bring life abundant life for all so today may we glimpse the life god wants for us the life jesus lived and gave, and gives today. Life in abundance, real and eternal life, more and but better life than anyone has ever dreamed of. May we say and pray with the psalmist, Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forevermore. Amen.